Warning. This episode of Podcast Beyond includes adult language because I don't have time to go through and find all the curse words from the live show. Viewer discretion is advised. Or I guess listener, if you're on the MP3. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond! 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 371. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside. He only does everything. Colin Moriarty. Go Islanders. Go Islanders, indeed. Next to him, the star of the video game world. He's taking it by storm. President of Sony Worldwide Computer Entertainment, Shuhei Yoshida. Yo! Damn. Shu shows up and gets a bigger pop than we on our own show. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well deserved. Well deserved. Next to him, the fiercest fighter in the business, Vincent Janito. Team Fat! Team Fat! Next to him, making his long-awaited return to Podcast Beyond. Why did I ever call him? You know him as Powerhouse, Ryan Clements. Beyond. Beyond. Rounding out our panel of experts, none other than a play- podcast beyond PlayStation EIC. He's a founder, he's everything to IGN, Jeremy Dunham. Hello! Thank you. In, in the words of uh, Jeff Haynes, yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Bring back Blognack. No. Next topic of business, if you didn't guess, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this or watching the video in the back being shot by Brian Malkowitz or Ray Gutierrez on the PlayStation blog, that we are live at PlayStation Experience. We sure are. In front of hundreds of the die-hardest Podcast Beyond fans in the world. Thank you all for coming out. Yes, thank you. I want a round of applause if PlayStation Experience has been way more than you expected it to be. I have a feeling that the PlayStation Experience hmm. is going to rank high on this thing we do. Hmm. So let's begin with the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Colin, how many items are on the Roper Report today? Uh, just one. A baker's dozen! Oh my god, you're one of the scariest motherfuckers in the world, dude. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> he really, he's absolutely one of the scariest dudes <laughs> ever. One day I, I will kill somebody that. by accident. Yeah. There'll be a poor tech back there in the chair impaling him. And I'll go on the lamp. It's lamb. a sharp chair. Yeah. Uh, it's PlayStation Experience, Colin. Yes. We've been here from the get-go. I feel like I'm in, I feel like I'm in Versailles or something. Like, look at this. <laughs> this, this we, are, we, are, we are broadcasting yeah. from the Palazzo. I thought somebody was going to correct me. I Is really it didn't... Palazzo or Palazzo? Palazzo, Palazzo. Double Z. Enrico, Enrico, Palazzo. For, for the record, I want you to know from my vantage point, I was asking for pronunciation advice. This is John Drake in the background. <laughs> sure. All right. No, he's saying there's a T. The T helps. Palazzo. All right, great. <sighs> Shuhei. Yes? <laughs> when they came to you with this idea for PlayStation Experience... Yeah, Adam came to me. Did you, were you like, yeah, let's do it, or did you have doubts? Well, yeah, that's, that's, well, I, I thought that's a great idea, because uh, I've never been to PAX, actually. Um, I have to find, you know, time or... You're busy. Yeah, but 
always watching the coverage, and uh, it's great. The you know the distance between the people there and the developers are so close, and the people enjoy uh, talking to devs and giving them feedback, and devs enjoy. So I thought this is gonna be like uh, Parks, but PlayStation only, and we'll be there. You know, we, we get our team there, and uh, we 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 can announce new game there. Yeah, because it's very hard to get uh, time in busy E3 press conference because we get you know low rating from you guys if we make it you know stretch too long. That was my question. It, I guess is Adam still in the back somewhere? No, no, there he is. Why are you waving? Oh, Adam Harrington is here actually. Voice of Bigby and the Wolf Among Us. Stand up, Adam Harrington. Yeah. I was like, why is this random dude claiming to be? Oh, it's a real Adam. Sorry. Adam, boys, was this strictly an, uh, was this PlayStation experience only a thing so that Colin would get off Shoe's case every E3? Thank you. Because every E3 we do that podcast, and, yep. and Colin's always like, Shuhei, I know there are a myriad of PlayStation exclusives. <laughs> but I got to tell you, brother, you're breaking my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I start talking like Hulk Hogan. All right. I can't do a good Colin. I don't recall that. Yeah, but I wasn't expecting we'll be announcing, and there'll be so many announcements by third parties as well. Yeah. I don't know if what your expect, expect, expectation was, but I was so happy looking at, you know, watching the show yesterday. Uh, it felt a bit long, you know, actually developers are so excited to be on stage, and many of them uh, extended their <laughs> time. But still, you know, felt, felt, you know, great. You know, I couldn't, you know, keep track of, uh, you know, I was tweeting like crazy. You know, oh, this is a new announcement. This is, this is exciting. Oh, this is great. Uh, so, um, I don't know what you thought, but uh, I... I I think if, if there's a time to go long, this is when you want to go long, when you want your developers to ramble on and on, because this is the audience that wants to hear that. The, the, when you're on Podcast Beyond and you say, oh, we didn't show all the Vita games at E3 because they're coming and we know the Vita crowd will buy them, this is the Vita crowd. So that's why, <laughs> that's why I love this presentation where Gio just gets up and he's like, yep, I'm in a hockey jersey, I'm new Kevin Smith, here are seven Vita titles. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can get down with that. Yeah, so, so now I know what Gio has been doing. <laughs> Vince. Yeah, yes, Greg? You've been here reporting, writing the articles, doing the videos. Yes, I have. What's your takeaway from PlayStation Experience? My takeaway from the PlayStation Experience, other than it's been a much better show than I thought it would be, I didn't think it was going to be bad by any stretch of the imagination, Sure, but it was much more substantial uh, in terms of the number of announcements, and... I'm not just going for a cheap pop here, guys. I swear to God, the vibe here is super awesome. Like, you guys have made the vibe super awesome here. Um, I've, I've been to a lot of shows, maybe not as many as, as some of the other people on this stage, but I've been to a lot of shows, and it can kind of feel like kind of a circus. Not very much about games, not very much about the players. Um, but this is... Even more, I would say even more than PAX now feels more focused on gamers because PAX has gotten to be a little bit of a circus, right? Yeah. But, um, but this is uh, very much for gamers and about gamers, and I'm all about that. So. <laughs> Jeremy Dunham, you bring something interesting to this table. A beard? Yes. Those are in short supply at IGN and video yeah. game journalism. 
<laughs> no, you hired me about eight years ago to work at IGN. I did, and I still remember when you called me stuck in a blizzard at five in the morning trying to tell me that you couldn't make it. Right. Yeah. I, well, I, uh, I thought you should know ahead of time. I, was I made the stupid mistake that I was going to drive from Missouri to San Francisco to work there. And I could have gone north or south. In the south there were tornadoes, and in the north there might have been the tip of a tiny snowstorm. And I'm like, well, I'm used I, hate I don't want to die in a tornado. I, I can, I, snow's no big deal. And then I got stranded for eight hours in this guy's trailer. It's a long story. But I called Dunham, yeah, to tell him, hey, dude, uh, I'm not going to be able to make, I, was, uh, I make it. This guy I've never met who just hired me for my dream job. And yeah, I called him at five in the morning and he answers the phone. He's like, hello. And I go, wakey, wakey, it's Craig Miller. And he goes, it's five in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I almost died. Sorry, I'm not coming out right now. I, my, I forgive you. My thing for you yeah. is that you were working at IGN when this PlayStation was this up-and-coming thing. Yes. The PlayStation 2 era. Yes. Did you expect it to get to this point where the yes. brand... Really? Yes. That's, that's why I, would call, I was called Nostradamus. Because I, I knew... No, you, no, you were called yes. Nostradamus because you made the predictions before they happened. That's right. <laughs> and I, one of those predictions was that PlayStation would win the last generation war after, the, after PlayStation 2. And it, it took five years, but I eventually got it right. <laughs> it happened. Um, but it was, it was really great because at, at the time, IGN was really uh, GameCube-focused, not Nintendo, because it started off really Nintendo-focused. So PlayStation, as a team, we had a lot to prove, uh, but we just kept getting kick-ass game after kick-ass game. And now, I'm I, I was telling Clements right before we started, looking at you guys, I feel like a proud, very large dad that's very <laughs> happy... <laughs> To see you guys grow up and take, take the system that we all love and really uh, bring it to the fans. So I'm, I just want to say I'm really proud of you guys. I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, where you've gone from, from the start. But yeah, your original question, yes. Yes, you're welcome. But to answer your original question, yes. It, I, you totally I saw it. this PlayStation totally saw trajectory. Coming. Yeah, I had a debate on uh, IGN Insider with Aaron Bolding uh, and uh, our gear guy, Jerry Block, who were convinced... See, these are names you guys don't even remember because I don't think you were born yet. <laughs> but, the, but they were convinced that PlayStation was going to be last place. And uh, look where you guys are Shuhei now. Shuhei proved him wrong. That's right. <laughs> Shuhei said no way. Shuhei. So Shuhei. Yes. <laughs> On top of just being... A beloved PlayStation icon. You're now in the video game world. You're a video game character in Super Time Force Ultra. Isn't it great? It's awesome. Like that. Like I remember when that last last E3, the E3 before, when that shoe game came out, and we I made him. Oh, I, ma yes, I yes. made the video team. Malkowitz will remember. I was like, video team, you got to take that shoe trailer and edit in shoe's head on the body of the guy. And I'm like, it'll go viral. Tanked hard. Nobody watched it. But I was like, what a great idea. And then here we are now. How did that happen? Well, a couple of weeks ago, I got the mail uh, by Nathan the, from uh, Cappy. And uh, he said, you know, we made this, you know, uh, character. You know, so they mocked up the screen using, you know, their, their engine. And, uh, you know, is it cool? And I answered, this is beyond cool. You know? Yeah! <laughs> We insulted the New York Comic Con crowd before this, expecting it to energize you, and you guys are slipping. <laughs> so, so, thank, no, that was even later. <laughs> and and uh, a few days later, they made that video. That yeah. looked awesome. So the, 
uh, I, I, I couldn't wait. So I asked them to make uh, you know, icons so that as soon as it was announced, I can swap my icon yeah. you know, from my Murasaki baby self to <laughs> Super Time Force self, <laughs> uh, which I did. And the uh, funny thing happened you know, when we were doing rehearsal of the keynote day before, uh, a, a video guy came to me that, you know, I'm, I'm talking with legal uh, team and they're asking if, uh, you know, we have signed something. And I said, um, we sent some exchange email. <laughs> and uh, they, they, uh, he went back and uh, said that, oh, yeah, they're saying it's okay. <laughs> okay, that's good enough. That'll hold up in court. Great. <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, uh, looking back, I was in one of our games before. Uh, it's called Getaway, you know, made by uh, London Studio back on PS2, I think. I was scanned, you know, they are doing digital scans. So they asked, you know, when I was visiting, they asked me to do this scan. And I didn't, I, I totally forgot that I did, <laughs> yeah, because the game took a long time to <laughs> develop. And uh, so I was playing the getaway, and one of the chapters at the beginning sequence, it's a Chinatown in London, and uh, the guy uh, uh, came up and, uh, you know, shot in the head and dead. And so I was watching myself, <laughs> dead body. <laughs> So, so I was unnamed Asian character. <laughs> but that was not playable. Ryan Clements. Hello. Hello. Beyond. Hello. Hello. You work for PlayStation now. I do. So, and they approved you being on this panel. Yes, I asked so, ahead of time. So you are the definitive voice of PlayStation. Mm. I would like you to tell me where Shu now ranks in terms of mascots. Who is, like, is it, is it Kratos' shoe? Is it shoe Kratos? Is it, where's Nathan Drake? It's and where really, are the Patapons? Oh, man. That's, dude, that's an impossible question. It's all about what's in the heart of the gamer. <laughs> the PR brainwashing has worked, I'm glad to see. <laughs> Pre-order now. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I would have to say shoe is my favorite mascot, personally. Yeah. But that could, you know, that could change, depending on if maybe someone is a... No, I'm saying if someone is a big Kratos fan, maybe Kratos is their favorite mascot. Mm -hmm. All right. Like that guy. <laughs> that, was, that was Kratos, and I'm horrified. <laughs> Calliope! Athena! Anyway, I'm sure Kratos in Shovel Knight, right? What's that? Kratos is in Sho Shovel Knight. Yes. yes, Kratos in Shovel Knight. How awesome is that? Now that someone's mentioned Shovel Knight, I will put down my microphone for Colin to speak for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm so glad that that game's coming. I, that, we, we, we've known about that for a while, and I've been dying to say something, because we get tweets about it all the time. Like, is it coming to Vita, and is it going to PS4? And I was like, yes. Uh, but, you know, they wanted to announce it here, and uh, when I found out that Kratos was going to be in the game, I thought that was actually a really, really cool touch. I never saw it, though, until yesterday. Yeah. Um, hey, Greg. He's, he's going to be wandering around, so it's going to be pretty cool. Real, real quick, can anyone else hear, like, deep resounding bass coming yeah. Is this, like, Jurassic Park, or what? There must be a paddle next door, okay. perhaps. Yeah. Some jerk store. Shoes water is, like, trembling, like, <laughs> 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 That's it. I don't want, we don't next, have to talk about next, Shovel Knight next anymore. Next panel is about music, I remember. Oh, mm. convenient. Convenient, fair Thanks, Shu, for giving us this room. <laughs> Colin, what do you want to say about what we're talking about right now? We're talking about PlayStation experience as a whole. I guess, you know, what games were most impressive for you? Uh, impressive Uncharted 4. Um, now, there's, there's little doubt 
that Naughty Dog is probably the, the best development studio in, in the world. Um, and I, I didn't... I didn't have any question about what they were going to be able to do graphically. Now, when we saw Drake close up and then the camera spins and you see that it's an engine, that's a very impressive moment of that, yeah. of that, uh, of that demo. But what, we, what were you talking about afterwards was the design, the level of design of that section of the game, sure. about how enemy placement and, and almost a nonlinearity about kind of different ways to go. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but, but when they were playing the game on stage, I feel like he was actually seen when, before he wanted to be seen or thought he was going to be well, seen. Well, no, that's the point of that. The, it, I don't know. So, if, to set the stage... And I thought that was kind of cool because it wasn't... It's a, it was a real demo. Right, but that, that's what I'm getting to. We're, on this, we're sitting in the PlayStation keynote. We're in the center section, so there's the big screen, but there's like a little bit of an obstruction. There's the side screens. I'm watching the side screen, and first off, literally... Every five seconds, Colin is elbowing me in the ribs, going, "Are you fucking seeing this?" <laughs> but at one then, point, at one point, I actually looked over at Colin and went, "Are they wizards? <laughs> like, what the hell?" I'm watching it, and yeah, Nate gets discovered, and they start shooting at him, and Colin leans over. He's like, "I don't think he was supposed to get seen," and I'm like. This is a canned demo. Like they, they would have redone it if they didn't do it. And then when he fell through the ground, I looked over and saw Bruce on stage sitting playing. I was like, "Oh no, this is happening live." It was running so smoothly that I didn't, and for a second, think that it was something. Yeah, happening. I think that he didn't. I mean, that's just my. You know, when, when Bruce was playing it, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I really feel like he didn't think he was going to be seen at that point. I knew obviously he was going to yeah. fight eventually, but he handled himself very well. And what I thought was really cool was that he did die and he did fall through the world, and it's not done yet. And you can kind of see. Yeah the state of that build. Like, that's the build as it is. It's kind of a nice little peek behind the curtain, actually. Totally. And that's why I love that the audience erupted in applause, in support, and it was like, that's, like, it was two seconds into the conference, really, and it's like, you knew immediately what kind of group you were with, right? Because E3, it just would have been snarky tweet, snarky tweet, and I hate everything. Now, now the, this, this, this begs the, the big question, though, about, you know, when, you know, I'm really hopeful and, and almost, I'm very confident that we're going to get an Uncharted trilogy on PS4. Uh, and if you know, only someone could answer that official voice of PlayStation, Ryan Clements. <laughs> yes, resistance. Me and you are the only ones <laughs> that care about resistance. But I, I, it got me excited to go back. I mean, we've platinumed all three of those games, and 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 we've 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 experienced them many times over. But when I when I watched, it, I was like, man, I for, like you kind of forget how good that series is, yeah. and, and uh, I want to go back and play them all again. Well, I mean, that was the big thing for me, uh, and I've talked to a few of the Naughty Dog devs since then, and I don't know what PR spin Clements is going to put on it eventually, but like, <laughs> the cliche thing of watching it and talking about it is it looks like non-stop Uncharted action, in the way of, I keep saying, I wrote on a tweet that, you know, there's no longer uh, even an animation to rest through, right? Like, Drake grabs a guy and he throws him over, and the, usually you just watch that play out, and then you get back to climbing, whereas this time he grabs your leg, you gotta fight him off. You go to chokehold the one guy, he brings up his gun, it's, you're spinning around, shooting it, and like, oh my god, like, you have to be in this game every moment. There's, like, moment-to-moment -moment action. Yeah, that, I, I, if every part of, like, if every set piece is like that, it's gonna be in an insane game with the hook. Yeah. And the sliding down the right. and the sliding down the uh, the ravine like shooting guy. It's like it's it's. I don't know. I, I feel really really good about where that game is yeah. going based on that. And I, frankly, I feel really really good about where the order is going to uh, based on what we played. Yeah. <laughs> that game has come 
since we first saw it, Vince and I saw it behind closed doors before, you know, before they showed it to anyone, and, and then we, we wrote about it, and, and that game has come a long way yeah. since, since we first saw it. I mean, it yes, wasn't it running has. well. It wasn't coherent, really, when, when we were seeing. They, they rolled it out very slowly. And when we saw it at E3, we saw that really cool werewolf sequence that I thought was really cool, uh, really well done. And then we got to play 40 minutes of the game. And, yeah. um, I had a lot of fun with it. I did too. I liked the, gun, the guns. I thought the guns worked really well. I loved, it's beautiful obviously. Coat physics on point. Tell you what, you're not going to find it a really better. Hard. That game's beautiful. I'm not going to find a better flapping coat. Uh, the only, the, my main hold up on it, and I've talked about it on camera, right, is I thought the camera was a bit too close because I felt like I was missing corridors. There's this one section where, you know, you ice the guard silently like you're supposed to, and it's like, all right, now move on to here. And I was like, all right. And I walked to one door and it was locked. And I walked over to the other door and it was locked. And then I walked way back and then I walked back to the door. And then finally, like, I spun the camera just enough to see that there was an alleyway that made sense. But now, Vincent. You and I were talking to some people today. You yes, brought were. up interesting concerns about the order that I hadn't even thought about, mainly the way they're jumping around in the tutorials and everything. Explain that. Yeah, you know, there are so many kind of specific use cases where you're doing something that's context sensitive or it's like, hey, here's a mini game for disrupting this panel or hey, here's a mini game for uh, drilling this lock. Um, or maybe the, the controls change a little bit when the perspective switches. Like uh, what you might have seen some footage of is them rappelling down the side of that of that airship. That's real time. Like you're you're controlling uh, your character during that, but the controls are kind of flipped. Um, so you end up in a lot of situations where the game kind of has to tell you, hey, this is how you play this part. And I don't know if that'll be something you turn off. Um, probably will be an option, but I guess the the tough thing about that is the sense that they needed to tell me that because it's not kind of consistent across all of the different little mini games and sure. instance parts. So it's kind of like, I would prefer that the language of that design-wise kind of be consistent so that every time I'm in a new mini game, I kind of already have a loose sense. Like, like in Uncharted, right? Like going back to, to Bruce falling off the cliff. Um, but usually that doesn't happen too often, right? Because we all know, at least here in America, Circle is go back, cancel. In Japan, it's a little bit different. It's circles go forward. But here, it's always go back. It's always go down. So you always know, X, I go up. And circle, I go back. It's a simple design sure. language. And you know, the order kind of doesn't have that across all its different little areas. Like you're I hold that hope that that's just something put in for demos. Like they're dropping me into a vertical slice that's in a section. Because that, that, the game with the, the electric little balls, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That, uh, that was really cool. I hope I use that tool all the time, and hopefully you know, I do it in the first level so I don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Like hopefully the game kind of does a good job of teaching you those things early, and then after that maybe it becomes second nature. Right. And I, I think one of the cool things about the order, and we've, we've discussed it before even with Shu, I think, at, at E3 last year, was even though they're taking a lot of liberties with the alternate history of Victorian England in 1886, everything feels like it belongs there. And so, like, the Zeppelin wasn't invented yet, but it's, we're on it, and it feels like it fits in 1886. And that's really the cool part of that game, I think, is, you know, you, you even have comlinks. That doesn't make any sense, you know? <laughs> but, like, it, 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 it fits. Like, they actually did a really nice job. Like, that game's actually very cinematic. I was actually really impressed with it. Okay. Uh, and I didn't think I was going to be that impressed with it. Um, so, it's, it, you know, that was a pleasant surprise. I'm very excited about it now. Speaking of games, you were impressed with Greg Way. <laughs> I host a show called Up at Noon. I do that. I throw stuff right before I do it. Last night, Colin. Yes. You texted me about a game that you said was really good and is going to be cool and could be super addictive. And it was called Rocket League. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. It's, this is Jeremy Donald. Oh, is it? I didn't know. What a, I, but this is a text conversation. He liked it so much, I'm at the end of the table. <laughs> well, so... 
you know, <laughs> not that he's bitter about I'm sort it of at all. Halfway <laughs> here. So you know, one of the things I'm really excited about about PSX was all of the indie games, um, and you know, we we that's right. This is where the industry is going, and I'm very happy about that. Um, and there's a place for AAA games, and we're going to love them, and, and that's great. But, but I love these smaller $10 and $20 games. These guys are these small teams taking risks and making things that you really want to see that a publisher would never touch, and I think that that's really good. Um, and, you know, Jeremy's game Rocket League, I had an appointment to come see it. I didn't really know what to expect from it. We talked about it when you were on Beyond some months ago. And Beyond! Beyond! And uh, you're, you're why, just a little too much. Why are you restarting it's too, it? It's a little too much. <laughs> it can be an endless feedback loop if when we're done yelling and someone else yells it, then we yell it again. I know, it's a, and then it collapses in on itself. Um, and I played it, and I, I was telling you, like, I came back, and I'm like, I want to play it again. Like, and then I, t I texted Greg. I'm like, this game has, I, what I literally said was, crack potential. Because I dressed it up, because yeah, I didn't want you to be that way. Because it's, it's this game... Bye, guys. Thanks for coming to the panel. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you. Uh, I know you got really uh, important other stuff to do. <laughs> it's okay. This game is it's a, it's a soccer game where, you, where you're controlling, where you're, you're kicking the ball around with cars. And I think that that's really cool. It's, uh, it's the sequel, if you guys remember. Beyond, it's the sequel to Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket-Powered Battle Cars on PS3. And uh, we've, we have seven years of community feedback. It's, we had over two million downloads on the original one, and you can still, to this day, sign into the game and find an online game. That's how dedicated our community is. They're still playing it. So it's, we're happy to say on consoles, it's PlayStation exclusive. And... And, it's and awesome. choose a playable ball! That's, that's right. <laughs> um, and it's, it's really good. We're really proud of it. We've had a really good reaction. And... Uh, we're going to have a whole bunch of, uh, shall we say, PlayStation-related surprises related to the game over the next several months. That, and part uh, of that is because of the Beyond community, correct? It's, it's completely because of you guys. When I was on the show in, uh, in June, I asked the audience, I was on the, the podcast, and I asked them if you guys would like to see Rocket League come to PlayStation. After that podcast, in three days, we had 40,000 requests to bring it to the, to the system. And uh, we said, yeah, we should bring it to the system. So that's what we're going to do. Because of you guys, so thank you. It's coming to PlayStation. And I'm telling you, Greg, like, th this game is going to be, I really think, perfect for streaming. Like, I, I, it's just... Does this mean you'll finally start streaming? Uh, I'll just do it with you. Hey! Yeah, I can live with that. <laughs> Remember when we tried to stream uh, Dead Nation? That was, like, the only time I ever even tried to stream anything. That didn't go well didn't for us. Remember uh, when we streamed Monopoly for four and a half yeah. hours? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're part of the show. Begin lining up the microphones so we can ask your questions. Over I like your, like, very slow. You like, like that? It, it's an easy way to tell everybody, hey... Everybody watch Brian Malkowitz. Is he going to be able to adjust this situation? Is it going to get, look at him? He's flexing back there. He don't care. Look at him. Oh my God! The muscles on Brian Malkowitz. <laughs> Greg, if I if I may interject Please. momentarily. Uh, sadly, I do have to get moving because uh, I have a flight to catch back to SF. But before before I head out and before we do questions, I wanted to just say how special it is for me to be up here with everyone on a very real level. The people at this table. Maybe shoe more indirectly, but but Greg, <laughs> but Greg, Colin, Ryan, and Jeremy are all why I'm here. These two got me on at IGN, and this guy. I want to tell you a quick story about this guy. At Ryan Clements at Beyond 200. I don't know if any of you were there. Anyone there? Anyone at Beyond 200? Okay, I'll take it. Um, what about Beyond 300? <laughs> Who's coming to Beyond 400? I, uh, I snuck into Beyond 200 to meet these guys uh, to try to get so my face in front of them. it was so hard to get a ticket. 
God forbid you send an email. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Clements, Ryan was doing trivia to give away a copy, a signed copy of the Final Fantasy Tactics original soundtrack. I won that copy from him. And then the next day when I came in for a tour, I left it on his desk to give it back to him with a handwritten note telling him the only, the only payment I wanted back is for him to teach me how to join him. Aww. And when I, when I came on as a freelancer, he was the first person to work with me and show me how to write better, more gooder. <laughs> and uh, just means a tremendous deal to be up here with him today. So, love all of you. Got to go back to San Francisco. Bye, guys. Beyond. Yeah! Vincent Janino, everybody. Vincent Janino. You, sir, and your lovely Beyond t-shirt available at splitreason.com slash IGN. Oh. You, uh, what? No. All right, ladies and gentlemen. When, it, when the ever-rotating fifth chair opens, Adam Boy springs into action. I see you have an empty seat here. You, sir. Is it on? Yeah, okay. All right, so I guess my question is, uh, well, I'll start off with Beyond. Beyond! Beyond! There we go. Uh, so I was thinking back 10 years ago, playing games like God of War or Devil May Cry, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> games now I'm playing uh, GRPGs, Nino Kune. Uh, Hell yeah. Nino no no. Resogun, hashtag Colin was right. Yeah, uh, hell yeah, I was. Resogun's the best game on PS4. It is, it is. After DC Universe Online. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm just thinking, like, a lot of this change in what I play has a lot to do with everyone up here. You guys have a hand in the uh, game industry in one way or another. Uh, so I guess my question is, what are your thoughts on your impact or, you know, some of the people you might say, hey, check out this game or, hey, this review got this score and like a lot of people listen to you guys, so maybe you say something wrong or something, you know, something someone might not like. What, you know, what are your ideas on that? The risks involved, or is it, you know, oh, I don't want to say this, or, you know, it's a lot of people reading this, or I put my name to it. It's a lot sure. of. Sure. I mean, when, you, when reviewing a game, that was always the scariest part for me, is that what if I get something wrong? What if I miss something? The one I always think about is Hot Shots Golf Open T2 on the PSP. Of course and it is. I had, gotten, I had gotten a UMD test kit, and for some reason in the test kit, it didn't unlock the ability to save your replays. And so as a huge Hot Shots fan, golf nerd only on video games, I dinged it in the review for that and then people who had already bought it were like wait no it's in there blah blah and it had to be this whole thing and like that's always the fear right that you're gonna get hung up on something so stupid right like oh well it sucks that I couldn't change the camera well you could it just wasn't in this it's over here and do that um in terms of saying something people don't agree with uh I hope you don't agree with it most of the time. You know what I mean? I think the, everyone here, everyone listening to the show, everyone watching this show, we're the number one PlayStation podcast, and Colin and I are not always <laughs> in line with popular opinion. But the fact is that you're smart enough and educated enough to want an opinion outside of your own. It's not, it's, as we've seen many times recently on the internet, it's a very dangerous place when you want to be in a hive mind. And that's what everyone should not be looking for at all. You should be looking to challenge your ideas. And I'd hope you'd say, well, it's, it's very similar like when I, I'm like, I don't like fighting games, right? So when I see a fighting game, I can't give you the most in-depth coverage of it. But I'm open about that. I tell you about that. And I don't try to pretend that I'm an expert at that, right? Whereas the next Superman video game, I'm going to be 
telling it as it is. You know what I mean? And that's the way it is. is as long as we're all open and honest with each other, the relationship continues. We have to keep talking all that out. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think, you know, I think more to that point, like, you know, I often say to people, like, we, we know we're going to play Uncharted 4, right? Like, we know we're going to play The Order. We know we're going to you know these big AAA games that have some push behind them that we see a lot of. The things that I take most pleasure in, because of our position in, in kind of seeing behind the curtain and, being, and, and talking to developers and seeing what they're working on is, I like to expose you guys to things that you might not know are there because it's hard to find those kinds of games. And so when I talk about you know, a game like Danganronpa, or I talk about a game like, you know, Nino Kuni, or I talk about, you know, all, you know, all these things. Or, yeah, Naughty Bear, of course. Or when I come back from when I come back from Gamescom before PS4s launched, and I'm like, all these games are cool. You know, Killzone's cool and stuff. But man, this is game Resogun. You guys really want to pay attention to this game? It's not because it's not not for any other reason than I'm excited to tell you guys about it, so you, you guys can enjoy it too. And so we're not always going to be 100% in sync with each other, but you, we hope that you know our heart is in the right place when we recommend a game or when we pan a game that we're trying to save you time and money or we're trying to tell you you have limited time and money and this might be a direction you want to go in. So that's basically that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't you come up and get an illustrious prize that was already available in your prize package from Sony, but if you'd like another empty playing card box, right here. Go Packers. Please, oh my please God. remove his Beyond shirt and remove him from the show. <laughs> Here, this is a Warframe code for you, too. Okay. It's, uh, it gets you free stuff. They sent like 5,000 of them, so pass them around for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir. Beyond. Beyond! Uh, so I introduced myself yesterday. I'm the guy that sent in the Freedom Wars copy, so... It's still hidden here. Where do you think it's hidden? Give that up. Somebody yell where they think it's hidden. It's not... Huh? It is in my backpack. Come get it, sir! Because the room wasn't cleared and I couldn't hide it with y'all watching me. There you go. Freedom Wars. I just want to say thank you to you guys. You guys are the reason why I'm here today. Um, I just sent you guys the email, and I've never been to a convention or anything like this, and I just appreciate it. Thank Our pleasure. Thank First and foremost, thank you for being here, because we wouldn't be here without you. Remember, that's the, how the whole relationship works. You never have to thank us for anything we do. We have to thank you for everything you do. That's right. Secondly, by round of applause, who is here based on a free ticket from beyond? I mean... Based on a round of applause is how I started the conversation and you raised your hand. <laughs> That's silent. That's <laughs> Sorry, now back to you, sir, who's sending the Freedom Wars copy. Thank you so much. So, uh, tempering that excitement you were just talking about, Colin, uh, you guys find out and, and know everything that's going on, or a lot of times before the rest of us, like Shovel Knight, you knew it was coming to PlayStation. How do you temper that excitement with keeping track of what you can't tell people about? Uh, we've slipped a couple times, right, and had to edit the podcast. It's super rare, and it's mainly the fact that I'll introduce something that you know, and maybe you have told me in the past, and I'll present it as a question, and then we want to have a conversation of, was that misleading? There used to be this guy on our podcast, he'll remain nameless, but he used to do predictions. <laughs> and this guy would predict things he knew were going to happen off the record. <laughs> <laughs> That may or may not be true. <laughs> so that's I, 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 I predict it's true. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Yeah, that's one of our things is that we try to dance around it. It's easier than you think. You know what I mean? Like it's, 
I, it's more in a, a live conversation with somebody where it gets a little more dicey. When we're talking, we usually have an ebb and flow knowing where we're about to go with something. But like, yeah, there are those little things. This sounds weird too, I guess. But the, the example I gave is, we're always going to talk about stuff. When we make predictions, we honestly don't know if they're coming true. And when I said that to somebody yesterday, they said, oh, so the E3 we're calling doesn't predict the last Guardian. That's going to be the one. And I was like, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> when we know that's really coming, we'll stop talking about it, I guess. But no, it's not, it's not that bad. It's, it's usually pretty easy. Thanks. No problem. Now, real quick, before you ask your question, I want everyone to know that you came to the Freedom Wars meet and greet today. Play Freedom Wars I with did. me. And I would say seven to eight people complimented you on your t-shirt. So if you'd like to come forward, turn around, pose your t-shirt. Take it off! Don't take it off. <laughs> turn around, turn around. Are you coming up here? Oh, look. I love it. Yeah! It, it is, if you're at home, it's cats and tacos. It's tacos with cat heads and cat tails. Yeah, that's the thing. You bought it and everybody keeps complimenting on it. Are you now afraid that it's like a thing you didn't know about? I think it's something dirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the microphone. Ask your question. I probably should have rubbed up against him then just now. You're the, yeah. it's too late. It's no big deal. You're just the official representative of PlayStation here. Perfect. Hello. Hi. So my question is, um, when we first heard about the PlayStation 4, um, it was next-gen. I mean, it still is. It's current-gen, but it's next-gen. When you heard about it, was there anything that, uh, an, an aspect of next-generation that you're expecting from the PlayStation 4 that we haven't still seen yet? You know, when you think PlayStation 4, this is next console, this is, this is the next step in gaming. Um, we've seen Uncharted 4. It's obviously beautiful and visually impressive, but is there an aspect of next-gen, quote-unquote, to you that we haven't yet seen as far as PS4 gaming? Changing our names! <laughs> 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 I mean, for me, the thing that's still missing right, and I know it's coming, is the YouTube integration. Like when it got announced right and it was to sharing and streaming and everything, I was like, this is going to make it so much easier to do this. And it still is, right? I can still save my video clips, edit them, no problem. But I thought the ability to go straight to YouTube would be there quicker, I guess. Sure. Uh, uh, to me, this is the way I put it. PS3 had, what, 512 megs of RAM. Half of it had to be used for graphics. Half of it was to run the games, right? So you had beautiful games that, that talented studios extracted everything out of to make a game look like, say, The Last of Us, right? Then you had... Beautiful. Then you had visually unappealing games like, I don't know, Fallout 3, right? But these games were huge because they used all of the power of the PlayStation 3 to render the world. And I think what's most exciting is that as the generation goes on, we're going to get both of those put together. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, we have some big visually appealing, you know, games now that are, you know, that are open world-ish or whatever, but I'm excited in like five years what the developers right. are going to be able to do when Fallout 4, for instance, is ever announced or, um, you know, another Grand Theft Auto comes out or something like that and, they, and they, they're like, we can make a game that looks like The Last of Us or Uncharted 4 and it's as big as Skyrim, you know, and I think that that's the power of the next generation. One, one thing I'd like to add is for a development studio like the one that I'm a part of, Psyonix, and for me, the next generation is the fact that we have so many different studios working on games that there's that opportunity to try all these different styles of games. 
and opportunities that before it took us years to create something. We had to find a publisher. We had to find the right person to believe in our game. And now we just need to find fans that believe in the game and we can put it on the system very quickly. And to me, that's really the defining element of Next Generation is the fact that we can take all these original ideas and people can try new experiences fairly quickly and actually get that vision from the development studio. So for me, from a development studio standpoint, that's what I really like about it. Uh, and real quick, uh, for Vita fans out there, anyone play Unit 13? Yeah! Uh, Jeremy wrote it, in case you're curious. Uh, so. I love that game. Zipper Interactive, RIP. Oh. Rest in power, that's, that's power. impressive. Sir with the 8-bit tie. All right, guys. Beyond! Beyond! Yeah. I've waited years to be able to do that. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a question. I actually work for PlayStation uh, Technical Support located here at Las Vegas. So I have a, like, kind of a weird question. What, have you guys ever had any experience where you call a call center that's like a good story? Either through PlayStation, through anyone else? If it's PlayStation, I definitely want to hear because I work there. But if it's anyone else, I'm glad to hear that too. <laughs> I can play you my conversation. <laughs> Hold on. Adam, boys, you haven't said anything yet. Do you want to tell a story? My voice is gone. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just Thanks happy for coming on this spoken word podcast. <laughs> Love you, Adam. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I like how you were like. <laughs> it's my. Somebody said to me, "Is this your deal voice?" I'm like, "This is my deal voice." He <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a goddamn mountain troll. <laughs> Amazing. That's <laughs> really cool. <laughs> we went. We went for lunch, and uh, I kept trying to order, and ladies like. What was that? <laughs> what was that? I'm like, fuck. All right. Food. Pointing. <laughs> so what I want to know is, does anybody know what I'm about to play? But, no, this is, yes, Resistance, right. This is from Podcast Beyond, episode 35. And this is, I'm going to skip around. Basically, yeah, I, do you remember this, Dunham? This is, remember we. I think episode 20 was my last one. But you still work there. Yeah, at no. IGN. We yeah. got, we got uh, whatever. I'm we got, old. I barely remember anything. <laughs> I forget what first party game we got in it, we, on the back cover. What? No, but, but on the back, there was, it was, and it was an ad for God of War. All right, whatever. It was God of War that was advertising God of War 3. Gotcha. So I, I called. I love that you know that. I called customer support. <laughs> That's amazing. You're like our own historian. <laughs> yeah, what, what happened next? Can we turn up the, can we turn up the input audio? This is like a plant, like we did this on purpose. <laughs> oh, I happen to have the answer to that. Thank you for calling the Sony Computer Entertainment America Consumer Service Support Line. Five minutes later. <laughs> the PSP system will power up. To turn the PSP system off, you have chosen to speak to a consumer service representative. In order to better assist you, please tell us what you're calling about. For help with the PlayStation 3, press 1. For help with the PSP, press 2. For help with the PlayStation 2, press 3. For other, your call may be recorded for quality and training purposes. One moment while we direct your call. Please wait. So this is my experience. Entertainment America. Please have a pen and paper ready, and one of our representatives will be with you shortly. I'm so excited about this. 
Thank you for calling PSP. My name is Jay. Sorry for the whole time I assist you. It's this way, Jay. How are you? How are you doing? Good. Beyond. Um, <laughs> I've and it says PS3 and it's got the Omega symbol and then it says coming soon PlayStation 3 I was I'm, is a God of War 3 ad obviously correct pardon me is a God of War 3 ad correct yeah pretty soon awesome well, how soon is soon <laughs> I have like it's actually it actually being you have to get a look on the site you know what I'm saying us.playstation.com really yeah they'll, they'll show you all the games coming out I know but I went there and it says coming soon as well Okay, well, it doesn't know the actual, the actual date. Can you tell me, I mean, do you think it's going to be this year? And it goes on like that. <laughs> the, the kicker comes when he tries to tell me that Resistance is on Xbox. <laughs> so that's, I haven't called customer support in years. There's this internet now. <laughs> but thank you. That was golden, thank you. <laughs> If you want a t-shirt or buttons that you already have, feel free to come up. <laughs> so. Beyond. Beyond! Yeah. Uh, actually, real quick, I want to thank Colin, uh, because I'm, I got into hockey because of Colin. So. Oh, thank you. that's what I'm talking about. Go Not much of hockey support in this room, though. <laughs> Go Canucks. Yeah. Uh, it, my question was... Um, just so you know, Colin, it's a Canucks. Oh, the Islanders. oh well, yeah. This is the Islanders for sure. I keep getting, I, scared. I keep getting scared when he talks. Yeah, I, like, I'm looking over the, here. Everybody lean in. This could be Grandpa Boys' last words. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I believe it was like two episodes ago on the show. Uh, you guys were saying like that demos were like you were like wondering like where are all the demos going? And I was just my question is, do you think in the future we're do you think we're heading towards a uh, a future where the word demo will be gone and just it'll just be instead of demo it'll just say beta you know mm. I mean, I think a, a, a cooler future would be kind of what they started to do with PS3 with full game trials or whatever which is if you want to try a game you try it for half an hour and then you have to buy it or an hour or whatever, whatever time that they, they figure out they started doing that and I think that's a cool idea um, but I don't really play demos that much like I, I you know like I, I kind of just read about the game and it looks good and, and that's Yeah, I mean, it. even with betas, that's the thing where I try not to go into them, right? Like, I'll, like Destiny, I play, I love Destiny and I played the Destiny beta. I played the Destiny beta for like literally an hour and then I put the controller down and I was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore because I made the mistake with DC Universe Online where I played hours and hours and hours of it. So then the next six times I played those hours and hours and hours, I was like, eh, probably shouldn't have seen so much of Inside Brainiac's abductor ship. Yeah. But, but let's, let's, I mean, we have Shuhei here. Uh, Shu, do you see, uh, do you see any data or w with first-party games or any of the games you deal with that you know demos help you guys get the word out for your games or that the, the, they help sales of games? I mean, do you find them useful? Um, well, actually, it depends on the game and it depends on what we put in the demos. Um, like, uh, you know, good demos, of, of course, you know, sell games, and uh, there's definitely the correlation for that. But sometimes the uh, demos might be, you know, giving away too much. Uh, if people are very, very curious about the game, well, PR, um, they might be happy enough to uh, play the, you know, first section of the game and might move on. Um, and so there are some theories uh, uh, for, for, you know, 
there are some people who believe that every game should have a demo, but there are other people who believe that some games, you know, should not have a demo. And uh, like, like uh, you know, you are saying, Greg, uh, we are doing more like a beta, and uh, developers are, you know, very much, you know, interested to get the direct feedback uh, while making games, uh, providing you know demos or the. Uh, early version to smaller number of audience and get uh, you know direct feedback, uh, so that game, games can get better. And I think that's where uh, I see you know more devs uh, going. PC. PC. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, that was yeah. a really good one. <laughs> if you do, do Thank if you. you do say so yourself. Uh, real quick, before we get to the next question, which is you, where is Katie with the tattoos? On her finger. There you are. Katie, come up here and show Shu and Adam boys your hands. <laughs> she has the PlayStation symbols tattooed on, all, on her four fingers. Right. <laughs> um, I got them about six months ago. Why would you do such a thing, Katie? She said she got them about six months ago. Huh? One of the Warframe things? Oh. Oh, it's, yeah, you're, you're giving your 10 bucks of PlayStation money to her. So everybody pass it forward. We can see where it's going. Don't steal it. Someone's going to take, so, take it and run. Uh, no, I, I was going to say it'd be awesome if it's like Born Identity. Somebody takes a wait, photo wait. of the code. Wait, we're, we're, they're giving you $10 from the crowd because they, they just kick-started your tattoo at PlayStation <laughs> Store money. <laughs> Beyond. You good, sir. Hello, my name is Alex. Beyond. Beyond. Just a quick question. Um, you guys have played in three states already. New York, California, Nevada now. Beyond Tour? Yeah. Is that a possibility? Have you guys thought about a Beyond Tour across the United States? You pay for a destination Beyond? Yeah. yeah. I love how much you guys keep asking. I've had so many people ask me about Beyond 400 here. And I'm like, well, I'm doing that other, the other, the other, the Patreon show. I already said I was doing a live event for that. Can't you just come to that? Uh, Beyond 400 is 30 weeks away. So everybody calm F down, all right? <laughs> Trying to figure out how I'm feeding Pertillo next week. I don't know how to plan a show that far out, you crazy people. But nothing's off limits. We love traveling. We love doing it. Uh, it definitely, it all comes down to trying to time it with stuff, right? Anytime you're trying to do a big event, you'd want to do a cool show somewhere. I mean, this is awesome. The fact that we filled this room, I think. I know these panel rooms weren't easy to find. I know that Naughty Dog had the gall to do a show during ours as well. So thank you all for showing your support and coming out here. But enough, it's always on the table. Many options are on the table. All options are on the table. All options are on the thank table. You. You're welcome. Uh, real quick, everybody, I want to point over here and have the Tech Tower Scott Lowe stand up. A former podcast beyonder. He's also a damn fine-looking human being, I tell you what. He really is. Isn't he? Isn't he? If you want, yeah, if you want to accuse me of quitting Team Fat, that's what skinny Greg Miller would look like. So that's like, <laughs> that's your barometer of like, nope, not there yet. I like how you think a skinny version of you is good, like you're just like, that's a good looking man. <laughs> we all know the truth. My girlfriend's sitting right next to Scott Lowe. She knows what's up. <laughs> Former IGNer Christine Steimer. Stand up, Christine. There she is. Another official voice of PlayStation. You, sir. Hello, everyone. My name is Mark. Hey, Mark. Beyond. 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 I'd just like to thank everyone who planned this event. Um, it's really great to spend time with all the PlayStation fans. And it was great demoing Morpheus. So my question is, do you all believe in Morpheus and how 
you know, what's no. the future for Morpheus? <laughs> I think Morpheus is awesome tech. I, I use it and I love it. There's that great video of me in a team fat shirt sitting on a beanbag, rocking my head back and forth. And I enjoy those experiences. I just worry about it. I, I guess it all comes down to, and I don't know if she or Adam's, Adam's still there, right? Oh, you're going to tell me Dodd. Hey, buddy. If they are able to talk to you, I, mean, I, don't, I don't even think they know. I'll, I'll let them off the hook before I even put it on it, right? What are the expectations, and then what's the level for Morpheus to be a success, right? Because to me, it strikes me as, everybody hold on, another PlayStation move in the way of, we, here's a, we got this install base, we're making all these amazing games, and now you need to buy this add-on as well. And then we need to make developers support it. And Shu said in our GDC interview, right, that games need to be built from the ground up. It's going to be really hard to patch in and kind of force things in. So that's where my head starts going of, can it take off? Can it be a huge success? I don't know. Yeah, I think, in my opinion, it's about how the first party supports it. And uh, it seems to me that some of the studios in Europe might be working on Morpheus games, or are certainly working on demos, like, like Sony London. Um, so I, I think their support will be contingent to prove to other developers if it's going to work or not. That said, and I've told the story to people that know, you know, that listen to Beyond, like, the, one of the most game-changing, for lack of a better term, moments of my, of my gaming life was playing Oculus for the first time. And, you know, when I played uh, the EVE game, the EVE Valkyrie, at, um, uh, I guess it was E3 two or three years ago now, it was the only time, because usually we're in a rush, we have schedules, we have to go to X, Y, and Z every day and then get writing. It was the only time I asked them, I'm like, I know I'm bumping people's schedules back, I want to play it again. Because it was so insane. And so the, the potential of, of VR is through the roof. It's just a matter of you know, how expensive it's going to be and how, how we can get into people's hands. You know, that, you know, and and uh, you know, if they enjoy it or not, they want to spend that kind of money. And if they want to play it, some people just want to use a controller. I don't blame them. You know, so. Should we yeah, well, we have introduced many techs uh, on PlayStation you know, for the last 20 years. But uh, this is the one that the developers uh, so excited about working on. We haven't even announced that we will bring this to the market. You know, definitely our intent is that, but we haven't even announced uh, the final product. But the uh, developers, you know, who are already working on uh, VR Morpheus, um, they are doing it because they 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 feel they have to do it, and uh, many of them believe that um, this is a time they they should jump in, you know, before almost anyone else. So that, you know, it's like uh, uh, we are, you know, <laughs> many studios are working on and uh, we are discovering so many great, great experiences that we are not anticipating using, you know, VR. And uh, we, I feel like uh, the developers uh, are hitting like uh, the gold mine of great ideas. Uh, so. Um, Adam, you know, I saw two new uh, demos uh, at the show this time, and made by you know small teams. And yeah. how are they, you know, working on talking it's about? It's been amazing how much support we've seen from independent developers out there. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> Hi. Um, but like, I met one team at uh, that sounds really bad at Indiecade. Um, some guys from Ottawa, Ontario, and they had made a game called Wow. Keep talking or nobody explodes. That's really cool. That, that game's down there and really cool. So yesterday I got to um, Penn Gillette came by. Penn and Teller came by to check out a bunch of games. And him and his wife played that game. And watching them argue while playing that game was one of the greatest moments <laughs> of the PlayStation experience. But the thing about it is like devs, they literally ported that. I saw them at IndieCade four weeks ago and I said, port it to Morpheus, get it to the show, we'll put you on the floor. 
and it took them uh, a couple days to port it over to Morpheus. So ton of support for it out there. And, and when people have that experience, when they put it on, it really sort of transforms them. I mean, it's, I'm, many, how many people have tried it this week, this weekend? It's crazy, it's so awesome. I remember I brought my wife to E3 and she tried it for the first time and she was just like, holy crap, this is the coolest thing ever. And I think it's one of those very transformative things that once you experience it, it's, uh, it's crazy, it's cool. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Would you like buttons or an empty box of cards? Go Dodgers. <laughs> Go Dodgers. <laughs> what a weird thing to yell at podcasts beyond. Well, I yell Go Islanders, and that's even weirder. So. All right. That's like, that's, that sounded like John Wilkes Booth just shot the president. <laughs> Six summers on Ronis! <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, beyond. Beyond! Um, do you guys see this as being the last uh, generation where we have the product category of video game console? And then we move on to streaming after that? No. No? I mean, I, last year, or not last year, geez. Uh, before PlayStation 4 was even rumored, uh, we all sat around, I think, and prophesied. The ending, of as we often do. This will be the next. This console generation will be the last yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, and then they all came out and sold like gangbusters. Yeah, the, the conventional <laughs> wisdom was wrong in every way about this generation of consoles, and I think that's good for console gamers because we were reading the tea leaves set by Wii U, which wasn't selling well, and we read the tea leaves. This is kind of ironic. Like with, with I think Vita's expectations were better because 3DS was was doing poorly and then started doing better, and so people maybe assumed that things were going to go one way or the other. But there, people were wrong about console gaming. PS4 is the quickest selling console of all time. Um, people, you know, and, that, and that's including us. I mean, we've talked about that in the past. A bit. Like, you know, you kind of look at it and you're like, well, it kind of makes sense, right? But now the consumer says differently and the market speaks, and that's what's most important. And people were wrong about exclusives being more important. Exclusives are less important. Rather, exclusives are now just as important as ever. And what the most interesting thing I think people were wrong about was people saying third-party exclusives were dead, and they're alive and well. Um, so a lot of the conventional wisdom by people that knew a lot, of, even a lot more about the industry than we do, were wrong uh, yeah. because the market spoke in a different way than I think people expected. And I'm happy about that because I love console gaming. So, Woo! beyond, beyond, beyond. Hi guys. Uh, hey. Beyond. Beyond! Um, my question for you is actually asking for advice. Um, what's your advice to young games journalists in terms of networking and um, meeting people and making a name for yourself? Because like, I live on the East Coast and a lot of the industry is stationed on the West. So I very rarely get to come out to these kind of things and you know, I'm always not sure how to approach talking to people in the industry because it's pretty intimidating. I mean, sure. people would like to think it's just talking, but it's... When you're, you know, new to this, it's pretty difficult. Right. Want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I mean, be bold. Don't be afraid to do that. You have to stand out. You know what I mean? Uh, I always tell people and give up my emails, greg at IGN.com. Like, you know, I'm always happy to pass along uh, freelance stuff that looks good to the previews editors, the reviews editors, stuff like that. But then checking back in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not asking dumb questions. Like, once <laughs> I give it out right, when it becomes a problem when, hey, it's six months later and I'm just checking in to see uh, if there's any positions. It's like, well, there's a website. Like, there's, you know, you can, if you can't Google search IGN jobs, 
that's a problem. You know what I mean? IG and careers <laughs> to find and keep an eye on it. Now, don't get me wrong. Checking in is a great idea of are there new opportunities? Can I freelance? Can I do this? That's what it is. It's talking, asking, and of course, remind. You're going to remind everyone you talk to of when they started and needed help. Uh, the the gentleman, one of the texts, uh, we, we're, we're cut off. Yeah, he was doing this cutoff thing. Yeah. I'm saying though, come on, we got a lot of people here. What are they going to do? I don't. We're going to start an insurrection. Can we do five more minutes? The next one, we'll clear out really quick and do autographs and photos outside. Well, I'm not going anywhere outside, so everybody's cool with that. But yeah, keep trying, keep doing it. Everyone remembers, take advice and come back and show you've done it, right? Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, if you want to do this, be doing it now. Mm -hmm. You should be blogging every day. You should be doing reviews wherever you can. You should be doing podcasts. You should be doing YouTube videos. You shouldn't be worried about your views on mm -hmm. the videos. You shouldn't be worried about your listenership on your podcast. It's about getting good enough that when we bring you in for a screen test, you're not just a great writer who can't do anything else. Right. And one thing I'd like to add is the guy that hired all these guys. Be yourself. That's what got them in through the doors. They you were unique. Had their own. <laughs> <laughs> had, had their uh, had their own had their own voice. That's that's really what's important. Is be yourself. Right. Thank you guys. Good luck. One last question. Just one, Colin. I'm just trying to follow the instructions. I just want to do one last question. Your last that's question. Fine. I'm sorry, everybody else. We will be out there to answer, photo, answer photos. <laughs> God, it's been a long PlayStation experience, you. <laughs> yes, go. All right, Beyond. Beyond! Hey, guys, my name is Paul. And um, first off, where the heck is Marty? If you didn't see, Marty passed. No, it's Marty. <laughs> No, Marty, first off, we were not joking last week. Marty is now in the, the non-rotating third chair. In classic IGN fashion, we made that decision after we booked this panel. So I was like, oh, we did it, yeah, oh crap, next week's show is live and he's not gonna be there for it. But no, Marty's totally on board, Marty is in, that's the deal. Cool, all right. Thank you for clearing that up. And then my question for you, Greg and Colin, um, it's been like a draw to watch you guys grow with PlayStation, IG, and then branch out and do everything that you do. What's like, I mean, I know obviously, uh, you know, we're like the drive to that, you know, and everything, but like what, what keeps you going and how do you find the balance and like, is it surreal to you to kind of see what you've accomplished? Uh, it's, it's mystifying every day in the best way possible that anyone cares what we have to say about anything. And we are humbled and honored by that every day, and we don't take it for granted for one second what people have provided for us. You know, one of the things we were saying was uh, about David Jaffe's presentation at the end of the conference yesterday was how humble he was at the beginning and how he was thanking the people that really did a lot for him and, and supported him, and I thought that was so cool. And, you know, frankly, we feel the same way about you. We cannot do anything without you guys. You guys you know, have been nothing but awesome to us for years, years. And uh, we are blessed and honored. So yeah, we, we burn the midnight oil all the time when we go home. You know, Greg, you know it's funny, Greg and I live together. We, we, we are with each other all the time. And when we're not at home together, we go to work together. Yeah. When we come back from work, we work our second job together. And then we wake up and do it all over again in the and, same house. But you know what, like, we wouldn't have it any other way. Like, you know, we, we love doing it. I love being, you know, like, uh, I, we, I've told my girlfriend, like, Greg and I are ostensibly married. And, <laughs> And uh, we're so honored. So thank all of you for everything yeah. you've done for us. Yeah. I mean, there's not much more to add to that. Um, you talk about the drive to keep going. I mean, part of it is the fact that 
it's so much fun to do all this. You know, somebody asked me today in an interview, and I think you're probably out here somewhere, uh, if it's, you know, how hard it is to do beyond. And I said, it's the easiest thing I do. You know what I mean? This is the least, we literally go into a room and shut the door and talk to each other. And that's what I always talk about, you know, that you guys by watching, consuming this content, know me better than most people in the entire world and you're my best friend. And that's not just bullshit, you know what I mean? That's a real thing for me to you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Greg. Thank you. You've seen me, bro. You saw when Dunham brought me in and I didn't know anything and I didn't like Lair and now you guys have made this thing that no one can ignore. No one can ignore what we all are together and how Beyond is and what this community is and the fact that it isn't just Beyond, it's a family. And no matter where any of us go, no matter whatever happens to us, we're always together. And that's the true power of PlayStation. Beyond! Ladies and gentlemen, that's Podcast Beyond, episode 371. Thank you so much for joining in. Remember, IGN.com keeps the lights on, so go there for all your news, reviews, articles, and what's nots. Podcast Beyond is available as an MP3 each and every Tuesday. Each and every Wednesday, we post the video for your amusement on IGN.com, YouTube.com slash IGN. And of course, say it. What? The completely free. What? Com completely free. Completely free. That IGN PlayStation 4. I don't, I don't ever do any of this. I, I know. Zone, I just zone out. I know. I the know. last minute or minute and a half of the show, I'm just like looking forward like at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us all on Twitter, IGN's IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Shoe is at USP. Ryan is Plum Cider. Jeremy Dunham is Dunham Smash. Adam Boys is a boys? It's at Am Boys. Am Boys. Am Boys. Okay. That was <laughs> We have a new segment called Worst PlayStation Network Name. Uh, we love it. It's one of our new ones. Shoe should let him change us sometimes. This one comes from Yevs in Boston. He says, hello, Beyond Crew and the new edition Marty Sleva. Sorry, buddy. Uh, my friend was playing Destiny while we were chant chatting, not chanting, chatting, and came across a user in the tower. His name is Make Her Cat Moist, and I couldn't help but think this would be a great submission to the Worst PlayStation Network Name of the Week. Thanks for the great shows. Keep it up, Beyond. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we love you so much. Good night. Bye. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation.